Hey, welcome back to the Faith Rest Life podcast, where we're doing something a little bit new. We're entering into the summer season, and so we are having a little, we're calling it a micro season. It's an in-between season for the summers. So identity is not done. We're continuing on identity, but we're going to take a little break and kind of recap on some of our favorite episodes and we're going to be sharing them over this summer. So welcome to Micro Season 6 and yes, we're so excited to also announce that we have a sweet friend of ours, Mackenzie, who's going to be joining us for the summer um, favorites and she's going to host it uh, this summer and just share with us what the Lord has done in her life through the podcast and just the things and the golden nuggets that she has gotten out of each of the episodes that she's listened to. And she's just going to go a little bit deeper on what the Lord has done for her through this podcast. So we're so excited and just to pour her heart out to you guys on what the Lord is doing in her life through this podcast. So we hope you enjoy all of our favorites uh, this summer. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, I'm Mackenzie, and I am so excited to be hosting this season of Summer Favorites. This podcast has been such a blessing to listen to with such encouraging, just uplifting messages, and so I want to share an episode that really blessed me. So today we're throwing it back to Season 2, Episode 3, Faith Over Present Circumstances. Melissa and Jess talk about just being able to get on your knees and be obedient to the Lord in hard times, which isn't always the easiest thing to do, but the Lord is bigger than those things, and His love for you is bigger than those things. So He can just use you and your story to do incredible things, and it's just a powerful reminder to persevere in faith and in the Lord and with Him. So here's Faith Over Present Circumstances from Season 2. Today is episode three, titled Faith Over Present Circumstances. So we have been talking about the last couple weeks, Hebrews 11, in Hebrews that it's titled The Faith Chapter. So I think we've kind of started each episode with a few verses out of Hebrews and um, and then kind of piggybacked or built on that and shared different things that the Lord has put on our hearts over the, the last couple of weeks as we're studying through all of these different subjects. Yes. So, um, okay, so tonight or today, this episode... <laughs> is, whatever time it is time <laughs> when you're is, listening <laughs> there you go when you're listening hebrews 4 i'm sorry hebrews 11 verse 4 says by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks. Jess and I were chatting about this verse and about Cain and Abel, and there's so much information that I wasn't aware of as I studied it 
the last couple of days, I realized or, or learned in listening to a couple of different sermons that Cain and Abel were the first people to walk by faith and not by sight. Because Adam and Eve were the first people on earth, but they actually walked with God, walked with him, sat with him. And when they sinned, that went away and God was no longer like walking with them in their presence. And Cain and Abel were the very first to actually have to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. That's so wild to think about. Mm -hmm. It is. It's wild. And what we were talking about, like we were saying how wild it must have been for, for your parents to know that your parents actually walked with God and actually sat with him and ate with him. And like we were saying before sin entered the world, all the animals were like frolicking around and they're yeah. this delicious food and just hanging out with the Lord. Everything and- was blessed. Like just imagining that conversation as a parent mm-hmm. of like, okay, sons. So, so, you know, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what life used to be like. Yeah. And now it's like this. Now there's sin in the world. And just, I don't know that contrast because they didn't probably know anything else other than life outside of the garden. Yeah. And the life outside of the garden, the wilder thing about it was Cain was the first born human, like through pregnancy, but not only the first born human, the first murderer born. Like the first murderer of the world. And Abel was the first homicide victim of the world. I mean, straight to the big guns. Like, (laughs) yes, right out the gate, literally out the gate. Yeah. I mean, now we have murder and wow. Yeah. And homicide and just, you know, so wild. And, and as I was, as I was like listening to these sermons and, and just learning about the life of Cain and Abel in the beginning of it, I didn't realize that when Abel gave his sacrifice, he slaughtered like the best of the best animal that he had for the Lord and blood was shed. Well, what wasn't pleasing to the Lord with Cain's offering was that no blood was shed and the blood had to be shed in order to present it and give it to the Lord and how that so directly points straight to the cross of being able to have that relationship and be cleaned and cleared of the sin that this world, that all of us are born into, every single person that we're all born into the sin, Jesus's blood completely wipes that out for us to allow to come into his presence. It's amazing. It's so crazy. You know, so we have this faith series. We're talking about faith and 
Hebrews 11 was really just highlighted to us because, or is it the heroes of the faith? Or am I getting that? I'm getting, no, I might be getting that. Yeah, no, I'm right. Okay. Okay. Faith, so yeah. there it is. You know, we're going to be kind of touching on Hebrews as we go through this series because it's so rich about mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but there it is in this heroes of the faith chapter. We have the first murder. We have, you know, it's already talking about, I just wouldn't associate the Cain and Abel story in the heroes of the faith, but it's so significant because it's actually showing, you know, what goes wrong when we don't put our faith where it belongs. Mm. Like that just really stood out to me of you. Well, you said it earlier. This is about Jesus. Our faith is all about Jesus. And when I was like meditating on what, just talking to God about what he wanted to talk about with faith over, over circumstances, I was okay, Lord, like, what do you have for us to discuss? What is this going to look like? And the only thing that he kept saying to me, the only thing that kept coming to my mind was the cross, the cross, the cross, like just over and over every time that I started to talk to God about it, it was the cross. And in my little journal notes, I have written in big, huge writing, the cross, because that's all that was coming, the cross. And, and, you know, I, I was like, okay, the cross, like that, that is everything that is, God did everything there. And so I'm like, it makes sense. But what, what about the cross specifically for circumstances? Uh, just asking him to to speak to me about it. And the very next thing after days of just seeing the cross was wounds, was the next kind of word that I got while I was praying about this, wounds. And, And he started to tell me, you know, there are so many wounded. And so then you know, now we're discussing, I love how God like uses, just takes what he's telling you and takes what he's telling me and then brings them together because beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's like, it just completes, I don't know. It just, it's just beautiful. The body of Christ is amazing. It's beautiful. And, you know, we're talking about it. And when you're sharing with me about Cain, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because they were the first born into this wounded society. Adam and Eve had heaven and still they fell. Still, like you were saying earlier, still they, they're wounded because they fell. Mm-hmm. You know, they were deceived. And now you have Cain and Abel that are born into this. And I think it's interesting because it just marries exactly into what God was telling me. So he was basically, I I saw the wounds and I was like, okay, Lord, you know, what about wounds? So the cross and wounds and, and he began to tell me there are so many wounded. 
there's sickness, there's pain, there's fear, there's persecution, there's moral decay, there's pride, there's envy, there's jealousy, there's just this sickness that is wounds. Mm. And it wounds us, it mars us, it scars us. Then he told me, and I see them all. He was telling me as I'm praying, there's not one person, not one wound, not one wound that goes unnoticed. There's not one abhorrent circumstance that I don't see. I see them all. And, you know, he was kind of telling me from like, the mortal wounds. So our flesh, you know, like, um, the sickly murder, there's there's mortal wounds. There's things like that. There's things against our body, things against our flesh uh, to the wounds of, of family members of from victims, you know, like what must have that been like for Adam and Eve to see, I mean, what must that have been like for that mother? Yeah who lost her son and knowing directly related to what she had done. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just talk about wound upon wound upon affliction that then there's like superficial wounds or things we might think, you know, are, are petty, maybe not as big of a deal yet. They wound you, whether it's just, you, you heard someone say something kind of not nice about you and it, it kind of stung. And you might think, well, okay, we have that phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, and the truth is they do, they hurt. And like, God was drawing attention to that to me. Like, no, I see them all. No matter how deep it cuts, he sees it still hurts. It's still a wound. And and he sees every wound on every person, every bitter bite that the enemy inflicts. And he sees every, like he sees the human trafficking. He sees the worst of the worst crimes against humanity, against everything that's good and right, against innocence, against purity. He sees fear, anger, rage. He sees the prodigals. And he sees the worried mom and dad crying out with all they have in them for them. Mm -hmm. He sees the families, the friends, he was just showing me this and, and he gave me this vision, you know, because he, he, Oh, he sees the confused trapped in doctrines of demons trapped in chains of wrong belief. He sees. Yeah. And, and the trapped in the dock in the, the doc say that again trapped doctrines of demons demons. yeah which you know deception going on right now there is yes i mean it's it's just overwhelming our society yes yeah so when we think of all these things and i'm looking at all these wounds going wow like it's just pouring out you know of of all these scenarios and that's just a few that's just what my little finite brain could grasp seeing these, you know, wounds. And then I saw his eyes. Like I had a vision of his eyes Mm. like fire. So focused on every tear and every wound that you have individually, you 
Mm. you. Mm. His eyes are locked on you. Like he was telling me that not one thing about your life goes unnoticed by me. I am so invested in you. And we know God's word says he holds all of our tears in a bottle. Yes. You know, he knows the number of hairs on your head Mm -hmm. and these eyes that burn with love are locked on you Mm. and there's not one wound that he doesn't see. And it was just interesting. And I love, I guess what, what I love about, especially the Cain and Abel thing that you brought was the, the next thing that he took me to was Isaiah the scripture in Isaiah 53. And it just started coming out. Like I literally started to say it as I was thinking about these wounds and praying, okay, God, you're showing me all these wounds. Why? You know, like, what would you like me to say? Cause I guess they're circumstances, right? And so this, yeah. this episode is faith over circumstances. And then he's showing me the cross and he's showing me all these wounds. And I'm like, okay, you know, what is it? And he said, right out of my mouth, as fast as I was asking him came, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Mm-hmm. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our wrongdoing, our injustice. The punishment required for our well being fell on him, and by his stripes, we are healed. Yeah, I was like, wow, Lord, he was showing me the cross because he wanted us to know that he took every wound on himself. Yes. That is why he's so fixed on every wound because he died for it. Mm -hmm. He remembers it well. He saw it on the cross. Mm. And he began to tell me how all the circumstances that are hurting us, we might not realize that, but there's transgression Mm -hmm. and, and it, and it might be your own. And this is where I'm like, okay, Cain and Abel, this is, this is it. Because he told me it might be your own transgression, partnering with bitterness, rejection, anger, envy, jealousy, maybe lies, webs of deceit that you've done, addiction, secret shame, things that you're partnering with that he has given you the power to, to break free from, but maybe, you know, we blow it, we sin, we, we, whatever, or it could be the transgression of someone else Yeah, that someone did to you, that something happened to you that should have never happened. Mm-hmm. So it could be that you wounded yourself with your own sin, or it could be that someone else's sin wounded you could have been slandered, persecution, even bodily harm. And then we look at Cain and Abel and there's both. Yeah, both. Exactly. There's both. It's the picture exactly of what he was telling me. The circumstances that are hurting you, the circumstances that wound have transgression somewhere. It, It might be your own. Like it with Cain, it was his own. Yeah. It was his problem, his sin. With Abel, it was something done against him. He was, he was sinned against. Mm. And yet Jesus is showing me the cross because he 
paid for the wounds that you inflicted and the wounds that they inflicted. Yes. Everything, every sin, every transgression, whether it was to ourselves or somebody else, how mighty a God that we serve. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. it's so mind blowing that we, that he, that he experienced, like you just said, I mean, I can't say it any better. He experienced and felt every single wound on that cross. Yeah. And for us to have faith over our circumstances, to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. And to hold, I mean, just to grasp onto that and hold onto that and see those fiery eyes fixated on you and walk by faith, just knowing that he is pouring out. He did pour out. He cried out for you on that cross. Yes. Every single wound that has ever happened or will happen or, you know, is yet to come. Like, I mean, and, and not, there's not one person in this world, not one person in this world that is not wounded. Every single one of us. And not only that, I think that every single one of us is in that situation of Cain and Abel, where we are, we wound ourselves and Mm -hmm. We are all wounded by someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So every single person in this world walks in those shoes. And yes. what freedom to know that through his stripes, like it says in Isaiah 50, yeah. through his stripes, we are healed from yeah. every single thing every single thing. I think that walking through the hard times in our life truly refine us and change us to be more like him. And yes, we are allowed to go through these hard times because we can either, I think there's, there's, there's two, two ways that we can look at it. When we're in these moments of being wounded or have been wounded, we can either lean into God or we can run away from him. Yes. I think by leaning into him and truly saying, I'm going to walk by faith in every circumstance that I'm in, he promises us that he's going to be with us. He, I mean, even, I think it's in Psalms, he says it, the, it says that he's even in the, he's even in hell. He's even in Shiloh. Like yeah, he is everywhere in everything that we do. And he sees all of it, but he promises us that he will walk through it with us. Yes. Yes. For me personally, Clint and I, went through a really dark time in our marriage and Clint was drinking really heavily. And there was an evening one night that he drank way too much. 
and was on our floor in our bedroom. And I walked by him. I was getting ready for bed. And the Lord said to me, get down on your knees and pray over him. And I remember being so angry and so mad. And I was like, I am not praying for him. No way, no how. Yeah. Doing it. And God said to me, get on your knees and pray for him. After a few minutes of arguing back and forth and really reasoning of all the reasons why I shouldn't do that, I obediently (laughs) walked by faith and I got on my knees and I prayed over my husband from his feet all the way to his head. And I didn't even realize that an hour and a half had went by And I just was so caught up in the moment of praying and just really speaking life into him through faith, because it wasn't something I could see. It obviously wasn't things that were happening. I had been praying for him. And a couple weeks later, we went to a event at church. Well, I'm sorry, let me back up. So as I was praying, I had this vision of Clinton climbing this humongous rock pile. I mean, almost like a mountain of like boulders and he was climbing it. And as I was praying from his feet to his head, when I got up to his head and I I literally just had, had my hands on him and I was praying all the way up. When I got to his head, I had this vision of him climbing on top of the rock hill and putting his hands up and just looking with his face up to like the sun and just had his hands out. And I held on to that. I just held on to that. And I thought, okay, Lord, you showed me this. You gave me this vision. I am going to hold firm to this, that he is so good victory over this victory over this addiction of alcohol. Yes. Powerful. I mean, it, it just, it, it was consuming our life. And a couple of weeks later, we were part of a ministry called Celebrate Recovery. And we hadn't gone for a little while. And it was um, the first, like one of the first meetings that we had kind of gone back to because I just, I needed it. And we walked in and I, I didn't tell Clinton that I had prayed over him. And we walked into the sanctuary and I kid you not, on the screen, on the TV, was a man standing at the top of like, a like it was the vision. It was the vision that I had. And it was on the screen when we walked in. So amazing. And I, I mean, I just about lost it. And I was like, so good. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. And so I told Clinton right then and there, I said, two weeks ago, I prayed for you. I was not happy about it but I did it. And that is what the Lord showed me. And it was two. it was like the next day that the Lord took it away. Clinton surrendered his life. He laid down that addiction at the feet of Jesus's cross and has been sober ever since. So good. It rocked my world rocked my world. And I'm telling you, like, it was just about having that faith that I couldn't see because I I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't, I was praying. I was interceding for my husband. I was doing all these things. And it just like, it just, it felt, you know, I don't know. I felt relentless and just tired and exhausted, but 
I knew when the Lord gave me that vision that I was holding on to it, whether it took a day or two weeks or two years, I knew that I knew in my heart that I was going to hold on to that. And I think that's what we can do with his word. When, you know, when he gives us a word out of his Bible, yeah, there's so many promises in there. There is so many promises. And in fact, the the definition that it talks about in Hebrews 11.1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So good. So just holding on to that faith and holding on to his promises and keeping our eyes fixated on him through every circumstance, every hard time that we're in. If we can do that and lean into him and not run away from him, we can overcome anything, anything the world throws at us. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So good. Such a powerful uh, testimony, really. I mean, that is filled with everything that God wants. It's deliverance. It's deliverance from those wounds. And from the circumstance, I love how God can change anything in a moment. I mean, even when we go on to read about Cain, I mean, you would think, oh, it is like, it's over, right? God's going to strike him dead from heaven. He's going to probably, I don't know, lightning done, you know, fried crisp, you know, like that's what you think, but actually God is life. God is love. God is the way. And even then he still met Cain right where he was at Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, he dealt with him, but it's just like, I just think it's amazing. It's mind blowing how much God's love Mm. breaks through the story, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you get to, you get to experience his love for you and for others in the moments of like the worst moments, you know, in in the weakest moment, you, you got to experience something in that obedience of getting on your knees and who knows like how, how God chose to use you in that moment and use what you did Mm -hmm. to change something in his son Mm -hmm. that was laying there hurting really. And then used it for, to, to bring back everything to you that you love. You loved him. Yes. And I mean, it's just such a beautiful picture. It's such a beautiful reminder that it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. When you're obedient and you surrender it to God, you can stand on faith that he is going to move the mountains. He's going 
to do something on your behalf. Yes, absolutely. And what I think was so powerful out of it, when I was done praying, I really felt like the Lord like ripped a veil off my eyes. And I actually saw my husband through the Lord's eyes with compassion. And I saw him wounded. Like, like, wow. Like I actually saw him as a wounded, hurting person instead of taking offense and, and saying, woe is me. I'm the wounded one here. I was able to see him and have compassion for him through the Lord's vision and the Lord's eyes to be able to forgive, you know, and to believe for him. Because I think the people that wound us are, are are wounded. It's like hurt people, hurt people. Right, right. You know, and so if we can take a step back and say, whoa, those people are so hurt that they are hurting me. I can't imagine what they're feeling inside right now. Yeah. Because they're, they're so wounded. Right. Able to see the people around us. Every single person around us is wounded. And if we could, for a second, step back and rip that veil off or put our love glasses on and see them through the Lord's eyes and have compassion for them and want them to be healed and restored and restored, you know, restorate, restorated. Yeah. Because then, then we get to see the glory of God. Then, then we get to see God wins. That's (laughs) That's good. Like that's how we win for his team. Like we get a point for his team and for him when we are fighting for each other, not fighting against each other. Right. Fighting the good fight of faith. You got down on on your hands and knees in faith Mm -hmm. because God told you to, to pray over your husband Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful that just on the other side of that, he had everything you desired. I just can't even get over the mm. picture, the, the cycle that that is like, just, you were hurt. You were angry. You were like, that's the last thing I want to do. And, but you did it anyway in faith because you knew if he was telling you to do it, you trusted him. And yeah. you did it and you didn't have to me. I did not want to. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I didn't, I, I mean, honestly, I just, and yeah, but, and then he was able to give it like, just give that back. It's just so amazing. I, another thing that I just really, that stuck out to me, what you said was you said, I saw him through God's eyes mm-hmm. and I just saw those eyes of fire again. And I just saw your eyes filled with fire. Mm. When you were looking at him, you saw him differently. Like God gave you that, that in Song of Solomon that we talked about a while ago, that his eyes are like flames. Uh, His love is a flame of fire. Mm. And, you know, the Bible describes his eyes as having fire. Yeah. 
I just saw like your eyes mm. filled with the that vehement flame of love that God talks about that he has for us. So when we can see each other through, you know, in, in the circumstances that are hard in the worst circumstances, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, if you're being, you know, beat up at home that you should stay, you certainly shouldn't. God doesn't want you to be beat up. That isn't okay with him. Yeah. It's not okay. You know, but you can protect yourself, get out, get help and still say, God loves him. God loves her. God can, God can save. We can still have faith even in the hardest circumstances and the, the cross coming up so many times. It's like, it was a realization to me of faith over my circumstances is found in Jesus and what he did on the cross. Because whether it's my own transgression, oh, that was the other thing too. Then you have the enemy on top of that. You have your flesh that's at war with your spirit (laughs) and wants to do what you don't want to do. And then you have the people, the other wounded people sinning against you. And then you have the enemy who wants nothing more than to still kill, rob, and destroy. Yeah, that's right. And and so you have all this against you, but none of it even compares slightly to what Jesus did on the cross. The freedom that he's given, the, the redemption that he has given is full and complete and not lacking in one little thing. It is, yes, and it is forever. It is eternal. Mm. This redemption goes beyond any scar, any wound. And in fact, I just think today, the biggest thing that I, I think we're wanting to say to people is, you are healed in Jesus name. Yes. You are healed. That wound from when you were a little girl from last week, from last night, whenever it was that wound, uh, that circumstance that seems way too big, way too hard or way too broken or even dead, you are healed. And God sees it. God sees every single thing. He sees it. Yes. Felt it. He yes. feels it. Yes. But he has overcome it. He yes. has overcome it through his blood for you. Amen. So just get behind that shield of faith because it is there. It is big. It is mighty. Yes. It is everything that you need. That shield of faith is there. And God is on the move. Yes. For your life. He is heavy duty and he does not mess around. Amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. He sees, he sees it all from, from the ones maybe you don't even know that cut you. Maybe you didn't even know you're walking around with a, a little paper cut or a gaping hole. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been that person before walking around must have had like, have you ever seen death becomes her? I'm sorry. Everything's a movie where she gets, gets shot with a cannon or something. And she literally just has a hole in her stomach and she's just walking around with it. Like she doesn't know that it's, or I mean, she does know, but it's, yeah, she's like, anyway, oh. yeah, I've been that walking around with a huge gaping hole, not even realizing, but God, God knew God saw. Mm-hmm. And, and he keeps coming to the places, the paper cuts or the gaping holes. He has one for yeah. you as you, and he keeps, he keeps bringing you back. You know, he keeps bringing me back. He keeps ushering me back to him, to his cross. For me, the last thing that's really on my heart to share is for each person listening to know how significant you are to the Lord and how if it was only for your wounds, he would have died on the cross for just Amen. for just those. Amen. These, I mean, that vision of the fiery eyes. I just encourage you to just really just take a minute and close your eyes and picture those fiery eyes staring at your wounds, burning them up, like disintegrating those wounds gone, because that is what the Lord has done. He's Amen. done that. They're, they're gone. They are gone. And he's going to use every wound and make something beautiful out of it. Amen. Yeah. And he wants to talk to you about it. I love that you just brought us there to closing your eyes. Really, you know, really, I love that. I, I'm like, I don't know. I didn't want to open them. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, I think too, uh, going along with that is take some time today and ask God about the circumstances in your life that are hard right now. Mm. And, and while you're asking him, do what Melissa said, close your eyes, picture his eyes of love that are burning with fire for you, loving fire that consumes every broken thing and ask him, what are your thoughts about my circumstances, God? What are your thoughts about these wounds or, or this circumstance that, that seems hopeless or, you know, whatever they might be, ask him about it because he wants to talk to you. He does some scriptures came to mind. We're going to just close with these two scriptures. And, and that is real quick. Sorry. One yes. more. When you talk to him, whatever he tells you, whatever scriptures he gives you, hold on to those. Yes. Write them down, write them on sticky notes, write them on your mirror with lipstick yeah. Put them in front of you and hold tight to them and believe them. Believe them. Yes. Because whatever circumstance that you are in, God wants to see you through.
through it and he wants you to lean into him and he's refining you and changing you to be more like him. Amen. That is so good. Okay. Okay. So uh, two final scriptures here. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That is his heart towards you. He knows the plans. So whatever the circumstance looks like right now, whatever the wounds you might have going on right now, his plans are not for disaster. They're for your well-being and they're to give you a future and a hope. Come on. So many good things. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. Second okay. Corinthians 4, 17. I just feel like he really wants to remind our hearts. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our light momentary affliction, the light distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. So he's got glory for you. The circumstance that you're facing, he's got glory for you.